Hey, how's it going? Welcome into the Irish NFL show. This is week one of the 2022 season. Joined uh, Michael Quaid, joined by Colin Cronin and Mark Cockerell. Brian Lads is not here. He's at the Garth Brooks concert in Crook Park. I hear. So uh, a very very warm welcome to everybody, including Brian, who I thought we could get going for a second there. Colin, first off, welcome into you week one. How are you feeling? Great. Uh, we had a fantastic game to whet the appetites last night and uh, looking forward to 14 fantastic Sunday fixtures. Michael, you touched on there about uh, Garth Brooks. It looks like uh, Mark Screen has him backstage at the Garth Brooks. At the Garth Brooks. I was going to say Garth Brooks. Do you remember him, the footballer? Played for uh, I met him not that long ago. Um, yeah, look, let's get into the action at last. We're here, week one. Uh, great slate of games to get through. I know we touched on some of them last night, some talking points uh, ahead of the games, but we're going to make some picks tonight. And uh, fair play, just lads, got it all right last night. I got it horribly wrong. Um, and for, for a while, it looked like the Rams were as he dared, but it's a great second half to play from the Bills. Your picks this week are probably going to be as good as Von Miller's haircut. Mark, as long as you sound okay, I don't care, but we can't even see you now. So. I'm here. Hi. Garth Crooks used to host Football Focus as well. At least we have a focus on football. So that saves me now with you mentioning Crooks, Brian, from making lots of Garth Crooks puns. So that's probably a good thing. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, let's, uh, you know what, let's just roll on if it were here. We've got, uh, obviously, the Rams got beat by the Bills last night, and we'll talk about that if we get time later on, but we're going to look ahead to week one Sunday. Uh, there's loads of games on Sunday this week, loads, there's 14 to go through here, so we're going to start off. Um, obviously, this is presented by Cassidy Travel. Cassidy Travel are Ireland's number one travel agents, and also, um, they have got some great deals. Just search Cassidy Travel. Um, if you want to try and get a good holiday uh, for the NFL I just I can hear people in my ears sorry folks uh, Cassidy Travel are the best travel agents in Ireland fantastic NFL holidays uh, you, they can bring a customised quote for you as well if you want to contact them their information will be on the screen for tonight's broadcast as well and in the bio on YouTube and also um, on our podcast if you listen to their podcast thanks a million we think we've charted fifth in Ireland on football that's incredible thank you so much uh, and we'll talk about that maybe later on at some point uh, okay let's get into it let's start off uh, first game I think we're going to look at lads if I am correct is uh, the 6 o'clock game between the Saints and the Falcons Colin we'll start off with you man uh, Saints and Falcons an interesting game Winston in a quarterback uh, hoping not to go 30 and 30 and the Falcons have got Marcus Mariota quarterback what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, an interesting one because uh, it's kind of the second chance saloon. Uh, you have Dennis Allen, who was 8-28 and in his head coaching career with the Raiders, now looking to uh, you know make a better fist of it second time around. You have the number one pick from 2015 going against the number two pick from 2015, both of whom are you know trying to, to make it, I suppose, in their second time around as starting QBs. Jameis and Marcus Mariota. You also have in the defensive coordinator for the Saints, a man who has been in the game longer than Bill Belichick, 
defensive coordinator Dean Pease is starting his 50th season uh, coaching, which is uh, just a, a phenomenal record. Um, for me, look, the, the Saints, while I think people might be overestimating them when I've seen some predictions that they, they could go all the way to the Super Bowl, uh, I'm not sure about that because of the, the QB play, but I do think they have a very good roster. Uh, and I do think that this is a, a total rebuild for for the Falcons. So for me, it's uh, going to be the the Saints who are going to go 1-0, similar to what they did last year. Who you got, Brian? Well, I just wanted to jump in on what Colm said about Dean Page. you got to love the hype this time of year. you got to love all the teams. No one's played a game yet, with exception of last night, and everybody's really... really has high hopes for the team. Dean Pease said this week, by the end of the season, this Falcons defense is going to be the best in the league. And he goes, you won't believe it now, but you will come again in the season. Then you look at the players that they have and you're wondering, where, where is he getting this assessment from? Because the guy who had the most sacks for them, sorry, the guy who had the most sacks on their on their team, in fact, had him last year with the Giants, Lorenzo Carter, and he couldn't stay on with the Giants. Um, you have some bright spots in the secondary. But, and a few good players on, on offense, let's be fair. Like, you have a Kyle Pitts, Drake London was drafted in the first round. There's other players there that they've had over, over the last couple of years. I've done really well. Cordell Patterson, you know, he last year, Swiss Army, like, type player. Never know what you're going to get from him. But I think this is like, Colin said, this is a rebuild. Mariota's going to play, but at some stage this season, we're going to see Desmond Ritter. And for the Saints, they really do believe that this is the year in which they're going to make a real push to. Challenge the books was they obviously to beat the books. They haven't won the division in the last couple of years. So well, they actually did two years ago, but they didn't last year. They had the number. There's expectations. Dennis Allen, yeah, I understand people are concerned about the transition over head coach, but he has been there eight years. He is still going to remain as a defense coordinator for the team. They've got players on offense. Thomas Olavi, we talk, spoke with him last week. Landry's come in. Uh, Galloway's still there. Kamara. They've got the players to put put all this together. So for me. It's a good, good spot for them, a good game to start the season uh, moments on, on the Saints as well. I just I just want to buy a Swiss Army knife. Was that Swiss Swiss Army knife, Brian? I'm going to get one of those. DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. I was thinking about him on Sunday. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, look, you, you know, Brian's list off the entire Saints roster, so I'll mention a little bit about the Falcons. But, I mean, on the Falcons, yeah, Carl Pitts is a bright spot. There ain't that many after that. Like, this is a complete rebuild. I've already given in my bold predictions the suggestion that Falcons be the number one pick in the draft next year. Um, I think with the way they've treated Matt Ryan this offseason as well, they kind of deserve it a little bit. Uh, uh, there's, there's definitely a way to treat someone who revived your franchise after... Um, yeah, Michael Vick and the way in which he left the franchise um, and the way they handled the manor, frankly, didn't sit well uh, for many people, including myself. Marcus Mariota gets another shot, probably deserves it. Had bright spots, obviously, with the Raiders in very much spot duty. And Falcons fans, if you're looking for a high spot, I think in his only career game against the Saints before he threw for 371 yards, four touchdowns, 135 passer rating. So... He's good memories of playing them, which is good because he's going to play them twice this year. But in my mind, he's going to lose twice this year. Um, the Saints are lesser without Sean Payton, make no mistakes. But they've got more than enough to handle the Falcons this weekend. 
I'm really excited for this game. Sorry, I wasn't on mute, folks. Uh, really excited for this game this weekend because Jameis Winston's going to ball out the season and win the NFC South. The combination of Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave is going to be unreal to watch. Never mind Michael Thomas. Uh, the Falcons, the Falcons were in for Deshaun Watson. Um, and quite frankly deserve where they are at the minute with Marcus Mariota Desmond Ritter could be starting by the third quarter and it's a complete wash here I think we're all going for the Saints and I'm going to move on let's move on to Cleveland talking about the Sean Watson he's not playing against the Panthers uh, Colin Baker Mayfield going up against his old team a team which he flourished for for a couple of years and then went down a little bit you could argue a little bit a lot uh, injury prone it's his time to maybe Come back and try and right uh, prove 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 everybody wrong. Is that fair to say? Uh, it, it's certainly going to be an interesting one. I, I thought you might have the revenge klaxon for this. And uh, what I will say for, for Baker is he'll be very glad to be going up against uh, or not to be going up against AJ Terrell, who I think the lads may have forgotten about is one of the best lockdown corners. And I suppose if Dean Pease is to hang anything on what the, and the, yeah, I, I question they're not going to be one of the best, but he could be one of the best and, and, uh, both of the Browns and the Panthers would like to have a cornerback of his caliber. This, to me, I suppose Baldy talked about it during the week. Uh, when Baker left Texas Tech for Oklahoma and he wanted revenge in the next three years playing against Texas Tech, he dropped 66, 63, and 49 points on them. He's not going to do that uh, against uh, this Browns team, who are very talented both uh, up front uh, defensively and in, in the, the secondary. But um, with DJ Moore, with Robbie Anderson, I think he has um, weapons there. Christian McCaffrey is healthy. He may not stay healthy, but he is healthy. I think um, that will be enough. The issue with Baker is he can't remain focused, but when Baker has a point to prove, I think um, between that and, I suppose, um, the the fact that Run CMC is just a fantastic talent, I can see the Panthers getting the, the victory because... For the, the Browns, it's it's all going to be about Nick Chubb, um, but I don't I just don't think they they will have enough, and I think the Panthers are going to be really focused on on this. Matt Rule needs this um, in order to save his job. I've been torn on this game all week. Um, I've sided with one team for quite a long time during the week, and, and I made a change today. I had to contact uh, Michael this morning and say I've, I've revamped my thoughts on this game, and I'm going to go with the Browns. I looked at the Browns defense, and we spoke during the season. As I spoke during the offseason and we spoke during the kind of the previews around the fact that whilst their quarterback situation is in flux, they still have a really solid defense. And Icky Aquan is making his, his NFL debut on Sunday and he's going to line up against Miles Garrett and their Tottenville, swapping him over to Clowney and then vice versa throughout the game to kind of make it as difficult as possible for him to establish a foot in the game. And I look at this front seven, the Browns, and whilst they had their problems last year, they still were arguably one of the best in the league. Secondary is improved. They've got safeties there. They, then I look at the weather. is supposed to be really bad on Sunday in this game. It's going to be really um, adverse weather conditions. I look at how Baker Mayfield played. And poor weather last year. Okay, he had an injury. Or even the previous season when, when the teams were better and he was doing better, he still had very off days when, when the weather wasn't his suiting. And then I think it's going to come down to a run game scenario. And then I look at Chubb and I look at Hunt. And McCaffrey and Chubb. And I know uh, Chubb Hubbard, second year in the league. And he was, he, he was quite good last year when McCaffrey was out of it. But who do I trust more, Chubb and Hunt, to get to get, get the job done? And 
make things a little bit easier for Jacoby on his fourth game. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and I see the Browns just edging. I, too, have to find the mute button, Michael. It's catching very quickly. Um, but uh, the goddess of Ramnus, does anyone remember who the goddess of Ramnus was? The goddess of Ramnus was Nemesis, who is the Greek god of revenge or retribution. That is what Baker Mayfield hopes to enact this week. There is no doubt. I talk about Falcons mistreating Matt Ryan on the way out. Baker Mayfield, rightly or wrongly, certainly feels mistreated by the Cleveland Browns, and he would love nothing more than making a point in this, the first game uh, of his Carolina Panthers career, um, but again, against the Browns themselves. I mean, he's beating out Sam Darnold in a quarterback competition. I'm not sure that's something to write home about, but it's something at least for Baker to hold near and dear to his heart at some point along the way. Um, I'm with Colm on this. Seeing CMC back is fantastic. Carolina, actually, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Matt Rule, let's be honest about this, but um, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say they can't be worse than they were last year. There were various games it seemed like they were giving up. They had a terrible turnover differential, minus 13 on the season as well. And that's simple, like, improvements in coaching, improvements in luck as well in in terms of fumbles. So there is room for mass improvement in the first instance. I think Brian calls out the matchup of the week, though in one respect, Ikema Kuono versus Miles Garrett. This is an example where you don't want your rookie's name called out, Panthers fans. If you don't hear his name during the broadcast, that's a really, really, really good sign for your success in this game. And bear in mind, we're looking at rookies in different positions. This season is the first since 2007 that we don't have a rookie quarterback starting in week one. So we're going to be looking at the rookie wide receivers, the rookie tackles, the rookie pass rushers like Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker, and focusing your attention on how they make differences in different parts of the field. For me, I'm I'm with the guys uh, in relation to this. This could go either way. It very much is the Browns' defense could dominate Baker Mayfield. But I believe in the power of Nemesis, the power of that goddess of Ramnus to overcome that mighty Browns' defense and Miles Garrett and the ineffectual Browns' offense. And the Panthers will roar for another day and start the season 1-0. Panthers will roar, I like that. Um, I think it's really simple. The combination of a rejuvenated Baker Mayfield coming back from a serious injury to the point where we didn't really know if he was going to play anywhere near where he was in 2019-2020 again, to looking at the Cleveland Browns who are cursed, frankly, and don't deserve to win this game. Uh, with Jukul. I mean I don't mind I don't really care who wins this game however uh, I think when you've got Christian McCaffrey I think he's going to have minimum two rushing touchdowns maybe over 100 yards in a day Baker Mayfield I feel is going to be rejuvenated refreshed from, from game tape I watched very limited in the preseason and you got DJ Moore there so I think the Panthers are going to win this comfortably I think it's a great start for them and it's going to give them a lot of confidence in the division where there is uncertainty with Atlanta there's uncertainty and we'll talk about this at the end of the broadcast about Tom Brady in, in Tampa Bay and there's uncertainty around the Saints and will Alvin Kamara play the full season so uh, a lot of people are very down in the Panthers some people are up in them I'm sort of in the middle but I've got them winning this game and honestly a little bit like last night well maybe not as dominant as last night but I've got them winning comfortably against uh, a Browns team that did not prepare to have Jacoby Brissett play under centre uh, and they, they now have to face that for six or seven, what was it like 13 weeks or something so um, I'd prefer to have McCaffrey over Chubb and Hunt because even if it does rain we'll just give it to CMC and he'll at least be fit for the next two to three weeks as well, minimum JJ Watt, we'll see what happens with him but you know these are the lads that always get injured the 
final game on our segment in this segment of the podcast if you're listening to it is the Steelers going up going up against the Bengals Colin Mitchell Trubisky sounds like the second coming if you believe Coach Tomlin the Bengals were in this like we were at the last Bengals game which is mad to think uh, rumour has it Evan McPherson only left SoFi Stadium yesterday uh, after sitting on the sideline what's your thoughts on this game uh, on Sunday well, was he sitting in SoFi when the lights went out in the third quarter and they thought they were going to do this big presentation and it was actually just an ad for The Rock's new movie? Uh, that, that was quite something. Kind of sums up maybe the Rams' approach. Focus more on the football. Uh, no, no fear of Mike Tomlin not focusing on the football. And if we're going with the theme of revenge and nemesis, uh, Marvelous Mike will be looking for revenge after the Steelers lost twice to their divisional rivals last year. Um, Mike doesn't really do losing. I, I think this will be a proper kind of old school battle. Uh, two really good teams. Um, you're, you're talking about the, the Bengals. It could have been the fact that the, the Steelers are coming off an unprecedented streak of five straight seasons of leading the NFL in sacks. Um, and the fact that they have TJ Watt. Uh, that might be, have been one of the main reasons why the Bengals decided to go out and shore up that O-line. Uh, three new shiny pieces on that. And um, that, that will not only, I think, help Burrow, but I also think it will help Mixon, who last year, um, in fairness to, to him, was uh, get it, it was all kind of yards after contact uh, because he was getting hit so early. I think he, I expect him to have a, a big, big season. Um, and I just think that the pass catching trio of the Bengals will be enough. I am really excited about George Pickens. I think I made that clear throughout the kind of preseason build. I just don't know about Mitchell T. I think we might see Kenny Pickett in there in the back half of the season. Mike Tomlin won't rush into to any uh, decisions, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe come week 10 to, to week 12, we didn't see uh, Kenny Pickett in there and, and his ability um, to, to maybe look to, because they have the, the pass catchers. But tomorrow, it, or on Sunday, it's the Bengals for me. Uh, Colin, you, t- you talked about mixing there and, and the yards you got last season. 1,205 yards, 13 touchdowns, huge numbers. Going up against a Steelers defense, which was one of the worst against the run last year. Be interested to see how they can they change from that was down and this is now. And things, have they got things back in, in place? Because there was a kind of a narrative at the end of last season, it was down to more so players being out injured and they just didn't have enough players there to kind of really help them out on that side of things. Um, for me, this is the Bengals. The economist touched on there. They've revamped the offensive line. They've corrected. Like when we did our Super Bowl show in, in LA, we spoke about the, the frailties within the team and where they could get beat. It was cornerback and offensive line that came to pass on both sides. But immediately within free agency, you know, three marquee, marquee signs. It wasn't even about going and getting players that just to bet in in terms of be part of the offensive line and help secure Joe Burrow's future in terms of keeping him upright. It's three experienced players that have been there before. You know, from various different teams, one's, some have won Super Bowls. And this Mitch T, T hype train, I just, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting it because he hasn't played a game in two years. He only took six or seven snaps last year for, for the Bills. And yeah, he was highly sought after come free agency, which for me was more about the lack of quarterbacks available for teams to go after. So for me, it's all about the Bengals. The Bengals should be winning this game. The line is minus six and a half, and people are saying that the Steelers will keep it close because it's a divisional game, but I don't see it for me. I think with Chase Boyd, Higgins, they've got all the players there to help Burrow and mixing in the run game. 
It's too many weapons on offense for the Bengals and for, for me to see the Steelers live, live with them. So Bengals all the way. Come on, let's let's get some positivity for the Steelers. Look, Mitch T is not in Chicago. Instant improvement. Like, okay, he's not backing up Josh Allen either, so he's not going to sweep right there, but he's not in Chicago. There's instant bonus. And Brian, you rightly called out Joe Mixon, and he had a fantastic season last year and very much powered the Bengals at times. But I'll tell you someone who got more yards than him and actually led all rookies, Najee Harris. And we saw many games where, in fairness, Najee Harris was carrying the ball for very little because the offensive line won't create holes, but he kept plugging away, plugging away. The number of carries he had during the season, the number of touches, was immense. But he got over 1,660 yards in total, led all rookies, about 100 more of the mix and combined, which is nice for him. He's going to be someone the Steelers have to lean on and lean on and lean on and lean on some more. Uh, additionally, the Steelers' defense is still extremely talented let's not forget jj what last year setting or equaling sorry michael strahan equaling the single season sack record at least he didn't have one given to him by brett fartho uh and uh not only tj what they've got stars all around their secondary we're going to see two really good safeties in this game mink fitzpatrick on the Steelers side jesse bates on the bengal side Guarantee you, neither of them are going to give up a perfect passer rating of 158.3 like we saw from Mr. Jalen Ramsey last night. So that's something to be said. With all of those positives and Steelers fans, I'm doing my best for you here. I can't see past the the Super Bowl runners-up this year. The Bengals do have Joey B at quarterback. That is so much greater than Mitch Trubitsky. It is unbelievable. So with him and the wonderful triplet receiving core, I go Bengals as well. Just a big hello to everybody watching, comment the great, saying Brown's 23 Panther 17. Owen, hi lads, looking forward to another season in the NFL. Hi Owen. L De Bruyne, tough start for a new OL for the Bengals, it'd be tested. Hi to Robert as well. Thanks a million for your comments, lads. If you have any questions or if anybody's watching has any questions on YouTube, we'll try and get to them at the end of the show. Please do fire away with your opinions as well. Uh, this is the closest game of the week for me. I have been a bit like Brian there talking about the Browns and the Panthers I have been unsure in this game not this, not just this week but for the entire uh, the entirety of last month I am in the camp where I think Mitchell Trubisky will improve the Steelers team based on the fact that I watched Ben Roethlisberger's last game and it was worse than Peyton Manning stumbling to the Super Bowl as much as I loved it um, it's an instant upgrade but in reality anybody could have been an instant upgrade over a man that just handed it off to Najee Harris you got Najee Harris you've got George Pickens you've got a great defense so i can see the steelers winning this game uh, i think the bengals will win by a field goal i think it'll be really really tight but if one team proved this week already that you can have a hangover it's the rams winning the super bowl and okay they were playing a team that you you could argue that have peaked already um but you could see the Bengals maybe having that come down to earth. So we'll see what happens. Um, I am going with the Bengals, though. I think Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon will turn it on against the Steelers. But honestly, if this game was in Pittsburgh, I would have picked the Steelers. Um, it's going to be a really, really interesting season for the Bengals because you know can they reach the heights they were in last year as well? It's uh, it's going to be intriguing. Uh, Mark, you've got a very it, it was quick just point. to amplify one of the comments that you read out there, Michael. In fact, the, you know that Steelers D line against the. Uh, Bengals offensive line it could be where the game turns and we could all end up being very wrong but they have ramped up we're bringing in Kappa during the offseason and again if we flip the other side because we haven't mentioned him Trey Hendrickson 
for the Bengals. Had a fantastic pass rushing uh, uh, season last season, a couple of seasons with more than 13 plus sacks. So uh, great to see, be great to see him back on the field as well and see if he can catch the ever-improving Mitchell Trubitsky Sr. Let's see what happens. The NFL obviously back on Sunday. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much. Please, please subscribe, follow, and leave a review as well.